Welcome to the WP Tonic WordPress and SaaS podcast. Jonathan Denwood and his co-host Stephen Souder interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Take it away, guys. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Podcast. It's episode 659. Uh, today, we got Brian with us. Um, Brian, you want to uh, introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, so yeah, Brian Jackson. Um, right now, just um, the co-founder of Forge Media. It's just a small little, I don't even know what you call it. So I guess it's a little WordPress plugin development company. <laughs> um, that's primary our primary focus right now. And we do do some content too, but it's mainly plugin development. Awesome. And we got uh, Jonathan Denwood, um, the owner of WP Tonic. You want to introduce yourself quick? Yeah, sure. I just love uh, Brian. He's so unassuming. Uh, one of the leading professionals in the content um, production area and uh, worked for Kinster and got a great um, WordPress plugin shop. So, um, but that's what I love about Brian. He's unassuming. I'm the founder of WP Tonic. Um, we help um, e learning entrepreneurs build great membership websites on WordPress. Back over to you, Steve. Awesome. Uh, So today we're going to be talking about, um, as a small player, can you succeed in the WordPress ecosystem in 2022? There's some real big players out there. Um, But Brian's been a player for a while and has kept things uh, lean, mean, and small. So I'm really interested to hear uh, Brian's story. Uh, But first, we're going to take a quick break and um, hear from our major sponsor, but we'll be right back. Hi there, folks. I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor, and that's Castos. If you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a top-quality podcasting platform, and that's what you get with Castos. It has a superb interface, really easy to use, and you're not penalised for success. They have a flat-rate pricing structure. Don't matter how many podcasts you make, how many downloads you achieve, you'll just pay at one fixed rate with Castos. Plus, there's support, and just the quality of the people are just amazing. All right, coming back, um, just heard a message from our major sponsor, Castus, um, and they have some great deals. You can find the deal at wptonic.com backslash recommendations. That's wptonic.com backslash recommendations. Um, you can find some great deals for Castus and some other uh, providers of for WP Tonic. Um, all right, so uh, Brian, let's Let's just jump in here and kind of talk maybe about the backstory a little bit. Um, how Forge Media started, how long ago did you guys start, and um, kind of just that that early journey um, before we get into, you know, the t- 2022 ecosystem, just a little context. Yeah, let me actually, I actually have to pull up my LinkedIn here. So I want to actually see, yeah, so Forge Media has been around since 2014. Like we okay. actually registered the name and like the LLC like way you know, way before we thought it was going to do anything just because of, you know, any money on the side, we kind of wanted to, you know, like run through, you know, for tax purposes and stuff. So um, the company itself has been around for a while, but um, we really didn't do much with it other than um, I had a blog for a while. Uh, We have a workup blog. It's kind of like a marketing blog. And then I actually run a gluten-free blog too. Um, and that's kind of why I started the LLC was just to run any kind of ad revenue and stuff like that through the LLC. Um, and after a while, we uh, Brett 
my brother, who's also the co-founder, um, he was working for a um, health insurance type company doing WordPress development. So he was a full-time WordPress developer. I was working at Kinsta um, as the chief marketing officer. I was doing, you know, all sorts of content, um, social media, anything you can think of as far as even stuff on the website. I was doing pushing GitHub um, commits. I was just all anything you can think of I was doing. Um, and um, after a while, we uh, we kept getting, we kept trying to solve things, I guess you could say on our workup blog. So like we were trying to run these coupons on the side and like dynamically change them. Um, and so we launched our coupons plugin just for fun. Like we didn't think it was going to do anything. Um, we kind of threw it on our own sites and people started asking like, can we have that too? We're like, we didn't really plan on selling this, but I guess we can. And so we kind of just, you know, in the evenings for fun, dove into like the EDD ecosystem and e-commerce and like, how would we, you know, wrap this up into something we could like give to other people. Um, so it kind of all started with the coupons plugin, to be honest. Um, and that we kind of just slowly started building. It was really slow. We didn't like plan to like become a plugin shop or anything. And um, I was still at Kinsta and, you know, I was, um, you know, most of my challenge at Kinsta was solving performance issues with WordPress. So all the content was related to how to speed up WordPress, uh, how to tweak your site, uh, all that sort of stuff. And so I kept seeing problem areas where people would have um, just tweaking little scripts here and there and all sorts of stuff. So I asked my brother, of course, who's a developer, it's like, hey, what can we put like all these little tweaks and hacks into like just our own little plugin? Like, so I can stop doing all these crazy things. Um, and so our kind of that's how our Perf Matters plugin was born, was just taking all these random hacks and obviously we cleaned them up and um like thought out of a UI and all that stuff. But um uh, I, we said like, well, let's just try what we did with coupons. Let's, you know, put it in EDD. We know how to use EDD now because we had learned that. Um, let's just put like a small price tag on it and see if anybody's interested. Um, you know, at the time, WP Rocket, you know, auto-optimize, you know, there are all these other plugins out there doing this stuff, but we kind of wanted to do our own thing. And being at Kinsta, we kind of were looking at more of the managed space, I guess, because I was working with a lot of just those types of clients. Not so much like your Bluehost, GoDaddy, those types of clients. And so we were like, you know, let's just skip caching because these hosts have caching already. There's already great caching plugins out there for free. So like, um, we kind of like said, let's just do what we're trying to fix on our own sites. Um, and fast forward like a couple of years, that's kind of always worked for us. Is like, how can we fix stuff on our own sites? And then like, it seems like people actually want that. So that's kind of always been our business model from then on out. Um, but long story short, I got burned out at Kinsta doing too much stuff. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, like Kinsta grew really, really fast. Uh, and uh, I I'm always more of like a grinder. I like doing the work. And it was coming into like, I was kind of, you know, becoming a manager. And it's just not a role I really wanted to fit into. And by the time it got to the point where like, oh, can we shift you around to do something? I was just kind of exhausted. <laughs> so I was like, I got to take a step back here. Um, and so I decided, you know, we had some stuff going on the side at that point, just slowly built over years, basically. And so I was like, 
let's just see what happens. The worst that can happen, I'll get my break. The business won't work. And I'll have to just find another job or something. <laughs> That's the worst that could happen. So I decided to quit. Um, and I pinged my brother, actually. And by happen chance, he hated his job at the moment. <laughs> so he was like, I'm quitting with you. So we're like, you know, both of us were said, you know, what's the worst going to happen? We both have at least enough skills to like hopefully find another job if at all, you know, I don't want to swear, but if shit hits the fan, <laughs> we'll just go apply for another job. Um, but uh, we went full blown with our plugins and kind of marketing and my gluten-free site, the, the workup marketing blog, just kind of everything that was kind of making some money. We kind of just, you know, we were working like 40 plus hours a week on then. Um, and it just kind of kept building and building and it's never stopped since then. Um, ironically, we both quit January 2021 like a week, a month before the pandemic hit. So we did not know that was coming when we quit our job. <laughs> um, and was it 2020 or 2021? I get the, the years have just blurred the last few years. <laughs> 2020 probably. 2020, okay, yeah. 2020. No, 2019. 20, right? <laughs> no, man, see, now, now I'm getting <laughs> lost in the cycle of everything. <laughs> it, was, it was a month before whenever the pandemic started. Um, <laughs> and so... Yeah, we didn't know that was coming, but ironically, it turned out really well for us. I guess a blessing in disguise because it turned out the niche we were in, like people were just, I guess, staying home, buying plugins all day, trying to launch websites and um, I guess reading gluten-free blogs maybe. Or um, So, you know, our stuff just kept growing through the pandemic. Um, so, and I've heard a lot of that similar stories, I guess, maybe not like super growth, but just like steady growth through the pandemic. Um for certain niches, especially even like hosting providers and stuff, they just seem like huge growth from the pandemic. I know I've talked with people at Kinta because so, I'm still friends with a lot of them, and like, yeah, they just boomed because of that. So it's it's crazy how that impacted everything. But um, that's kind of how our business started, and it just I guess never stopped since then. It's cool. Oh, one quick question: uh, How at what point in time would have you started telling people that you? Are you know a co-founder run a uh, um, like a WordPress shop, a WordPress plugin company? Like like where in that arc would have that happened? Um, you know, I'm very uh, OCD about social media, so like I switched everything immediately. Like w- when I quit Kinsta, like I went and changed my Twitter bio, my LinkedIn bio. I like to keep all my social stuff like just like all the backlinks pointing at what I'm working on just so like yeah. any little piece of traffic I can grab or branding or eyeballs is like what I'm working on. Um, I have like a Trello card of like, it's called like bio brand or what I call it. And it has like over 500 links of where like my bio is listed on different sites and stuff. So like I, if I change jobs, like I literally go through that Trello card and just boom, 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 boom. Wow. Um, so, so it would have been when you quitted Kinsta that that... When like, I quit Kinsta, yeah, yeah which was... Yeah. Okay. I guess 2020 or 2019, whatever. The <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I changed things immediately. I mean, I wasn't worried about like if, if it didn't work out, you know, I just have to change stuff again. I wasn't, I'm not worried about that. Um, and my brother, he's not a social media guy. So he doesn't, I don't even know what his stuff says at the moment. He doesn't, he hates Twitter. He doesn't do any of that stuff. So <laughs> he's your classic, like he likes to code all day and, that, and you know, he's done at five and he likes to go do other things like play Xbox. So <laughs> that's yeah. So, Brian, what's been some of the major obstacles around 
getting Forge Media up and running and supporting both you and your brother over the past, you know, year, 18 months. And um, can you give some insights about how you've overcome them? There was, I mean, quite a few obstacles we run into. I mean, even, I mean, as a business owner, I'm sure you guys know too that it's just like every couple months or something new that pops up that it's just like just banging your head and it's like, how do I solve this? And it's just, yeah. But I think a couple one was, first off, I don't recommend going into a business without a business plan. We, you know, we kind of just, I mean, if you have skills and, you know, like I said, the worst thing that could happen is we'd have to find another job. So I I do think there is some advantage in taking the risks because looking back now, I don't regret my decision. I think I needed a break mentally and physically from my old job. And so taking the risk to just try something new, I think was it worked out really well. So, and it did for my brother too. So, you know, I think sometimes taking a risk can be good. Um, I think have, you know, maybe a small idea of what you want to do or something. But um, I think a couple of the challenges we found was um, I've had a hard time finding time to produce content, which is kind of my true passion because once I got into the, running the business and the plugin development stuff, that stuff just kind of all flew by the side. Um, and my whole goal quitting Kinsta was like, I'm just going to go blog full time. Like, that's what I really like to do. And that's not really what happened. Um, I kind of had to follow where we were making money. And I think um, if you have multiple projects like we do, where like some's content, some's ad revenue, some's plugin, like you really have to spend your time on what's paying the bills kind of a thing. So ours was like more of more of the plugin stuff. So um, that was our time was just trying to find time to write content anymore. Um, and so I've had to like schedule like, you know, like really get OCD about in Trello. Like I want to at least get this blog post done. Like regardless of what happens, if it means I have to, you know, even finish it in the evening or on a Saturday or Sunday, like just do that. Um, that's been hard. Um, another thing that's been hard is for me, I'm a workaholic. I've always had trouble with this. I burnt out multiple times at multiple jobs. Um, and I would say running your own business, it's even a harder uh, thing because at Kinsta, you know, you shut off and, you know, you don't see the team members, they're all in Slack. So it's, you can step away for some part. I had trouble doing that. But when you're running your own business, it's like, man, if I worked more, I could make even more money. Or like, you know, it's like, um, all, there's no margin because it's all profit for yourself, basically. So if you work more, you make more money. Um, it's, it's an entirely different way of thinking when it's, uh, when you, instead of working for somebody else. So um, I think that I have a good handle on that now. <laughs> it just, uh, that took a little, uh, during the pandemic, kind of like figuring out how I can just step away and, um, I actually shut my phone and my laptop off on Saturdays now. And like, I don't even look at emails or anything. So even if I'm just binging Netflix or um, like I try to go do other stuff, but even if I'm just binging Netflix and not, I'm not looking at my computer or like answering tickets or doing stuff. So I usually do try to catch up on Sunday. So Monday's not like crazy, but um, like Saturday is the one thing I just shut stuff off. Um, I would say at Kinsta, that was really hard to do just because it was, we had a different type of environment and just stepping away for 24 hours was not something you could do at that point in time. Um, I think now they can because they have departments. Um, but when you don't have departments, it's hard to step away for 24 hours for a hosting company. Um, so 
for me, it was kind of figuring out the work-life balance. Um, other hard things was like random, like VAT, how to, how to pay VAT taxes and stuff. <laughs> oh my God, that was like, I don't consider mine an expert now, but like I know way more than I ever wanted to know about how to pay VAT and the mini one-stop shop. And then I had to figure it out all again when Brexit happened because the mini one-stop shop in the EU started, stopped taking stuff for, for the UK. So now um, I have to do UK through, I just do the UK through the UK government side. Um, and it's just uh, ridiculous. Like the, the VAT stuff is crazy. And looking back in time, uh, it makes you question your decisions about like, should you go with EDD or go with, I forget the names now, but there's other solutions out there. Um that like handle VAT a lot better. Like they're like a kind of a one-stop shop for selling WordPress plugins. Um, and EDD does not do everything. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I love EDD, but the, you got there's a lot of moving parts they don't think of. Um, just, just a quick follow-through question before we go for a break. Why, why didn't you look at WooCommerce? Um, may, the big reason was performance. I am not a fan of WooCommerce. <laughs> um, it's just bloated for what we needed to do. Um, I think WooCommerce is great for a lot of people. Um, but for us, like all we needed to do was like upload a zip and literally distribute a license key. That's literally all we needed. And so EDD does a great job at that and, and keeping like everything else super lightweight. The problem is with that lightweight part, sometimes they don't do everything as well, which is uh, the tax stuff. So um, thankfully, I think it's Barnes... Uh, it's the plugin shop. They released the EDD VAT plugin. Kind of saved my butt on that one. So I've I've praised them a lot on social because I think they found a niche that like they knew like people were struggling there. And so the EDD VAT plugin is like is is awesome. I we use it on all of our plugin sites. So I'm not honestly I don't know what I would have done without it. So yeah, it's great. Um, I love plugin developers that are like solving problems. So. I feel um, like I remember I remember a roundtable where you vowed that you'll never use WooCommerce on any site. Uh, <laughs> I, I think on the WP Tonic show yeah, before. Yeah, yeah it's I documented. Still, yeah, I, I still stand by that. I will never use WooCommerce. Um, <laughs> not, nothing against it. I mean, I work with clients that use WooCommerce literally every single day. I rarely see EDD on client sites, to be yeah. honest. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, I like EDD. I like Pippin and I like the developers that are on the team. I know yeah, we sold I, it off now to Saeed and WP Beginner. Yeah. Uh, but actually, I've seen some positive changes. Like I've seen their devs like going in there, like change, like let's fix this, how it looks in our other plugins. And some of that's not always too bad. I can see them just like trying to tackle all the GitHub issues that have kind of been like sitting there for maybe yeah. years. And well, think- so Saeed and his team, you know, he's got an extensive organization. They, yeah. they know they, with Thomas, I think he's he's a technical partner. Yeah. Um, they they know what they're up to, don't they? Oh, yeah. They've, yeah, they've done this multiple times. And so I, I think it's actually going to be really good for EDD because it'll, it'll give us thoughts for like analytics because they have their analytics plugin. EDD does not have to know how to do charts. Like that's something they suck at. I report. <laughs> and so their team does know how to do that amazingly. So like I'm looking forward to seeing all that expertise like flow yeah. into the EDD ecosystem. For sure. Cool. All right. We're, we need to take a quick break here, uh, but we will be right back. 
Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power of WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding? Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's Launch Flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Elementor or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. Plus, if you go to the WP Tonic website, Backlink newsletter, you'll get an amazing deal of the Launch Flows lifetime deal. I think you almost get a third off, which is just amazing. And it's just an exclusive offer to you, the tribe. Please show your support for Launch Flows, who's a sponsor of the WP Tonic podcast and for the show itself. It's much appreciated. Are you a creative WordPress agency with a design focus? But are you looking for a great quality development partner, a technical development partner that really knows everything around WordPress and can help you with complicated build-outs? Well, I've got a fantastic solution and partner here, Hustlefish. Now, with Hustlefish, they've got many years' experience in helping design-focused agencies get superb results with very technical and complicated WordPress build-outs. If this sounds like the partner that you need, go over to hasslefish.com and book a free consultation. They'd be delighted to help you. All right, coming back. Uh, quick note, please join us on the WB Tonic Mastermind Facebook group. Um, you can find out what uh, WB Tonic is all about. Uh, join the discussion, watch the show, and see the show notes. Um, so uh, diving back into um, uh, the conversation here, um, I kind of want to get to um, kind of maybe some of your views on the ecosystem of WordPress in 2022 and what you're seeing or experiencing um, as a smaller shop. Um, is there a lot of pressure coming from larger shops out there? Is there still space for people to operate? Like, what's your general take on that? I mean, I always, we took a different approach. We, when we, started our stuff like our goal was we always want to stay small i think both of us coming from other companies that have been, i've we both worked at corporate companies uh, we both worked at startups so we both we neither of us really like both of those environments to be honest um and so we're like we don't want to work we don't want to have ever have an hr department we don't want to hire other people we don't want to go down all these crazy rabbit holes you have to work with because it just creates more complexity more headaches None, neither of us like managing people. We like doing the work. Um, mm. So maybe that's where we're a little different. Some people I know like managing <laughs> um, and just telling people what to do so they can just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, do other things. But I actually like the writing, the helping figuring out, you know, helping my brother figure out like, why is this code not working to fix this performance issue? I love doing that type of stuff. So we, you know, from the get go said like, we don't want to ever hire people we want to purposely stay small. Like we want to just make enough money where we're happy. We can pay our bills. We can, you know, invest a little money and that's, we're good. Like we're happy with that. We don't want to become the next huge company or the next multi-million dollar WordPress theme shop or plugin shop. Mm -hmm. We just like, if we have two plugins and like maybe a few 
a blog and a, something on the side that makes some money. Like we're just completely content with that. Um, so I do you feel like there's still space and room for that, or is that getting crowded out with these large shops coming in? Well, no, I think there is, and the one advantage we have, I think, is definitely our support. And I know everybody says this. <laughs> I know I said that when we were against it. I know everyone says their support's the best, but like we have never had a day yet where we have not cleared out all of our tickets for our plugins. And wow. I don't know of any other plugin shop that can say that. I've worked at a lot of places and I've never seen, I've seen tickets just going for days. Like even at Kinsta, like there's problems that, like we solve everything the day you reach out to us. Like lots of times we solve tickets within 10 minutes. Um, and so, and I'll go, we'll go out of our way to help solve issues. I, I help people with WP Rocket every single day. Like <laughs> it's not even our plugin. So I think just, and people love that. People really appreciate like really good support. I think like, so if you solve their problem and, um, you know, maybe um, they'll, they'll basically, you can retain them as a customer. That's the most important thing. Um, and over time, yeah, just people really appreciate good support. Um, and if you think about it yourself, like I, I would think everyone agrees they like su- good support. I have to reach out to plugin developers myself when we have issues and I hate, I just banging my head, like waiting five days to hear back from them. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, and then, you know, it's affecting our business because there's a bug with something. So it's, um, yeah, like having something solved in a day, like people realize the importance of that. And um, yeah, and that's worked really well for us. So I think I can't stress enough how quality support is, is important, especially for smaller players. Because if you want a way to stand out, that is one way that you can stand out without having to, you know, you can't compete against a million dollar shop when you're just starting out. There's no way you can compete. So you have to find other ways to stand out. Um, another way we uh, do our stuff is, and this is a trickier one because we started our plugins over time and then quit our jobs. So, you know, I always encourage people, if you want to start a plugin and sell it or a theme and sell it, like just do it on the side at your job. Like you don't have to rush or anything and then maybe start building it. And then you get to the point where you're like, you know, I want to take the leap and take the risk here. Um, don't try just like quitting your job and then starting it because you're going to run into so many problems that you don't know of <laughs> um, that exist. Uh, running a business, uh, figuring out EDD, WooCommerce problems, all this stuff will compiling down on you all of a sudden. And the, I would be panicked if it was me. So figure all that stuff out beforehand, then go. Um, but with that being said, in tangent with that, we also decided not to go on the WordPress repository at all. We decided we want to only be premium. And uh, we knew that, you know, we're going to get less eyeballs and less traffic this way, obviously. There's a, you know, you get a lot of traffic on the repository um, for free. The problem with that is you also have to provide free support on there as well. And if you don't, you're going to look really bad because you're going to have all these tickets with no green check marks next to them um, that people look at, even myself, when I go look at evaluating plugins, people look at that stuff. Um, So we decided, you know, let's just say premium only, even if it takes us years longer to scale, let's just stay premium. And that's worked really, really well for us because at least any customer we're working with is paying us something. And so it, it makes it more worth our time I'm not a fan of offering free support, but I'm happy to go the extra mile for you if you're paying me something. <laughs> so yeah, 
No. Even if you're buying our single license for 25 bucks, which is not a lot of money, I'll go the extra mile for you. But it's really hard to do that and, and pay the bills when you're offering free support. It just does not work. And I value developers' time, and I think developers should get paid for their time. So I, I'm not a fan of the go on the repository, try to upgrade people to the pro version, and then still try to do the free support. It's just, it's just a mess, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a kind of link question before I go to the main question. You know, you've got free plugins, free main plugins. Has that caused some problems around which one you really, how do you focus your time on? And how do you, and how, which one you choose to develop further? Um, has that been a learning curve as well? And would you have done it differently? Definitely. Uh, that's definitely been a learning curve and definitely going back in time, we, we would have done it completely differently. Um, so first off, our we have three plugins, the coupons, like affiliate marketing plugin, the Perf Matters performance plugin, and the NovaShare, this is just social sharing plugin. Um, the NovaShare plugin, we actually created and launched after we quit. So that's something we decided to do like after we quit our jobs and we started building the other stuff. Um, what we saw was the coupon affiliate niche is not very big. <laughs> and there is not enough people in that niche to actually live on <laughs> or survive <laughs> on. Um, there might be if you're the only one, but there's still competition in that space too. So you're always competing against other people. So like you only always have a small piece of the pie. Um, and so that space is not very big. Let's just say that. And so going back, we would have, I don't know if I would say we wouldn't have launched that plugin or we probably wouldn't have, to be honest. Um, and that's why we launched our NovaShare plugin because we were saying like, we know how we've done two plugins. We know how to do this. What's something that's like, we just hate on our own sites. And I don't want to say hate, that's a strong word, but um, we've struggled with. And one thing at the time with social media plugins was working at Kinsta, like I just saw so many social plugins like bogging down sites, which is not what a social plugin should do. Um, like just these little buttons slowing a whole site down. It's just like crazy. Um, so I had tried to like all of the social media plugins and some do some really some things really well, some do other things well. And that's kind of what we found with a lot of plugins. That's why we've launched our plugins is we wanted to do it the right way from the get-go. And so we built NovaShare like just with performance in mind, um, always with the goal to stay simple and fast. That was the goal for that plugin. Um, and we found a really good niche there for people that were struggling with the exact same thing. Like, why is the social plugin slowing my site down? So, you know, people migrating from other plugins to us now, they're literally just, all they care about is Google Core Web Vitals and all they need to do is share. And they might want like social share accounts or Pinterest pin buttons, you know, a few little simple social features. But um, but that's really worked well for us. But as you said, going back, you know, coupons, I ballpark it, it's like one-tenth of our business. So it's like, it's nothing as far as our revenue goes. Um, and I would say it actually has more support than our NovaShare plugin. So 
you know, when you look back at the plugins you've launched and themes or whatever, like I'm sure there's always, you know, this one did not work out well. <laughs> um, so I'm sure well, someone has that. But Well, you like with yeah. that, you've got a choice. Haven't you either you kind of put it on the back burner or you increase the price substantially and add yeah. more, more specialized functionality that would appeal to a to a very specialized, but they should be making reasonable good money, shouldn't they? And you become a premier solution at a premier price. Yep. No. Yeah, I agree. And we have, I don't mind saying this publicly because we were actually even maybe going to put a message on the site of that. Like we have scale back support on coupons. It's just that plugin too doesn't need like all these new features either. It's kind of, it's like a, we've got it to a point where it, people that want it, it works great for. Um, and obviously we fix bugs and all that stuff, but um, whereas performance is constantly evolving. So that's when we're like, we're just constantly launching new features, revamping things. Same with the social plugin, to be honest, because Facebook's constantly changing their API and <laughs> oh my God, that's social stuff has a nightmare in its own. It's cannot. Really, but, I'll tell, um, you about tell me about it. Uh, but I would say, yeah, devoting your time to what is making the money, I think is what you really have to do. And that's kind of what we have figured out. Um, but I would say if you're starting out, do more research than we did. We, you know, our coupons plugin, we launched because people asked for it. We had no plans in selling it or making money from it. So we kind of just evolved into where we are. Um, but if, you, if you're starting fresh, do the research. Like make sure there's a big enough pool of people out there assuming that you're only going to get a small piece of that big pool. So if there's not, like, I wouldn't spend your time on it. Well, I think it's back over to you, Stim. I think we need to wrap up the podcast. The show and Stephen's and um, Brian's going to stay on for some bonus content. Awesome. Yeah, that's all we have time for uh, today um, for the main part of the show, but we're going to be moving into some bonus content. You can find the bonus content on the YouTube channel um, or the Facebook page. um, And, Please consider signing up for the weekly WP Tonic newsletter. Uh, you can find all the episodes, show notes, and deals um, inside of that newsletter. Um, so thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week. Um, and now we're at into bonus content. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.